are listening to Black Girls Blade, a podcast dedicated to black women in the permanent makeup industry who's ready to level up in business, unlock the keys to success, and grow your empire. Every other week, we will talk about education, business strategies, product recommendations, and artist interviews. I'm your host, Keisha Taylor. Now let's get started. On today's episode of Black Girls Blade, we are talking to Benea Poindexter, owner of Scout Prodigy. Benea is a beauty boss with three locations, and she's one of AAM's newest board members. She's a boss, she's a beauty, and she is definitely dropping some gems on today's show. So let's welcome her to Black Girls Blade. Hi, Benea. Welcome to Black Girls Blade. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Benea Poindexter. I own Scalp Prodigy located in Las Vegas, Nevada, Silver Spring, Maryland, in San Jose, California. I have been in the business for five years. Uh, our flagship store is in Las Vegas. We have micro locations in different locations. We have a team of four currently. I am expanding slowly because I want to make sure that I scale with intention. So we've been really working on precision and making sure that everyone understands the protocols when clients come in. And, you know, we train uh, newbies in the industry and we do have events training people that are interested in scalp micropigmentation services. Awesome. Okay. So can you tell our listeners what is scalp micropigmentation? Okay. So because we are all peers and I'm going to give you the short and sweet version of what that is. Basically what we do is we are replicating native hair follicles. So to break that down, we are creating a smooth gradient on a either bald client or a client that is suffering from hair loss. We are creating several layers of impressions or dots is what they're called to create a stubble look on the skin. Once it heals, it heals into a very soft pixelated look on the skin to blend in with the native follicles on the hair. So you can either wear your hair very, very short, or if they have enough hair, you can wear it as a density type treatment. Okay, cool. So for those who don't know, how much is a typical SMP session? So a typical SMP session really depends on the city that you're located in. Um, if you're in a very populated dense area, I would say anywhere from a million people or higher, you can definitely get around 2000 to $3,500 per client, which is average. If you're in a smaller city, normally it's anywhere from 1500 to $3,000. If you're in a much larger city of $10 million or more, I would definitely say to start out in a higher range with about 2500 to 5500 depending on where you are in the populace. That's awesome. Before we got into this podcast, we talked about brows. Uh, So most people, most of my listeners here, they're brow artists or permanent makeup artists Uh or microblading artists. Uh Do you suggest like SMP as like an extra layer for them to do? Or like, do you feel like it's totally separate from PMU? Like, how would you classify that? Okay. So honestly, it really depends on your time management skills. If you are an artist that takes two to three hours to do shading, Mm -hmm. it's probably going to take you three to four hours to do scalp. Unless you take advanced classes for your speed and you fix your timing. It can be done together. I do scalp and brows together. My main two services are scalps and shading. 
right? I do Aubrey because microblading for me, I feel like doesn't heal as good and there's less retention. So for me, I've been transitioning out of microblading and into ombre because it heals perfectly, literally almost no scabbing at all. And I'm able to get brows done in 45 minutes for me. Really? Yes. So for- oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> for me, I do very, very soft work. I don't do super saturated brows, which take you know five to six passes. I'm usually done in two passes. So what I do use is a three round liner needle. And I'm doing my outliner with a three-round liner. So it gives it a very pixelated look. It does not have a very strong, hard line. But when it heals, it heals very natural. So for my business, it was very easy for me to differentiate myself from everyone else because I all of my services were done uh, superficially. So all of our brows are very soft. All of our scalp is very soft. Our skincare, we try to make sure that we recommend, you know, level one to level two pills. We don't do anything that's going to be too drastic. Everything is done to basically cultivate naturalism. It's done to make sure that we can get as many people in as possible with the best possible retention, regardless of the service. So it can be done together, but if you are the type of person who takes a very long time to complete a service, I would not recommend doing too many scalps because you're going to be there all day unless you take an advanced class to get your time down. As far as scalps, you can get three to four people done a day, but you want to maintain a lower amount of clients that come in because you can uh, fatigue your hands and your wrists. So you want to take care of your hands because those are the things that you have to maintain in your business <laughs> unless you start to scale properly with a team. So I would definitely not do no more than four. For brows, it's different. I totally was an animal. So it was very different for me. I was able to do you know 10 to 15 clients a day. When I was in Maryland, I used to go to different cities. I was in Baltimore. I was in Silver Spring. I eventually ended up landing in Silver Spring because my clients in DC were tired of driving an hour to come see me. So I was doing disastrous <laughs> times. I would not recommend that to anybody. I definitely do not recommend my <laughs> the way that I did things to do your way. I would not recommend that. Girl, um, you was on the grind. Man, that's all. <laughs> listen, but I'm just saying, it, besides having that ambition, you have to have the dexterity to do that. Those are long hours. I would not recommend anyone new doing that because you definitely can have all kinds of issues such as carpal tunnel, back issues if you're not sitting properly. I invested in really good chairs. I invested in really good tables that I can move, electronic chairs, so I can actually... Um, manipulate the client when I needed to, if I was starting to overstress or overwork my hands. So a lot of these things are really important. How you sit, how you're breathing, what smells you have in the room to help open up your breathing. All these things make a huge difference in your workmanship, because if you're tired, you're going to have trash brows or trash scalps. So it's really just a matter of understanding your limitations and then structuring your timeline in a way that makes sure that you're taking care of your body. So I guess the answer to that is yes, just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. I do agree having the right equipment and the right stools mm-hmm. and the right everything so that you won't get tired. Yeah. Like that is definitely like, it's just not all about the pigments and all. the needles and all of that. You do have to take care of yourself 100%. mentally and physically 100%. for sure. If you ever wonder why your brows are great in the morning and then not so great towards the end of the day, that's probably why. Yes. <laughs> Take breaks, guys. Take breaks. Yes. Take a break. <laughs> All right. So can we talk about SMP for women? Sure. I know like a lot of women, mm. you know, we wear wigs, mm. we wear weaves, let's put it out there. <laughs> and <laughs> and we have a lot of hair loss uh-huh. from this. Mm. Can SMP help them or yes. provide some kind of 
solution for yes. that problem? So yes, this is definitely a great alternative for any type of traction alopecia. So a lot of women, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, do wear weaves. It's a misconception that's just African-American women. It's not true. Anyone that's doing a lot of stress on the follicle, you're going to damage the follicle. Once it's damaged, it's not going to grow back. There's no amount of PRP, no amount of pill, no amount of biotin that you can take to make a broken or damaged follicle regrow. You can strengthen a follicle that has broken off to help regrow. But once you pretty much pulled it out multiple times over the years, that is dead. It's not going to regrow. So what we recommend is for you to come in for SMP consultation. We basically sit you down. We show you where your hairline should be. As long as it's not too receded, we can bring it down more than lucky about half an inch without it looking completely unnatural. We don't do anything where it's considering oversaturation or unnatural. So we follow the hairline that you already have unless you're willing to cut your hair down. So we have very, very strict rules at our shop to make sure nothing looks out of place. So if you follow me, you'll be able to see the difference between my work and a lot of other people that basically just comply with whatever the client is asking for, which may not be in their best interest. You have to treat them just like a brow client. Hey, those brows definitely don't fit your face. So yes, this hairline won't either. Women are probably about 40% of my clientele at the moment. Majority of my clientele are men. So you are going to see way more men than you're used to seeing if you decide to get into this part of the industry, but it is very lucrative and it takes a lot less time to make the amount of money that you want to make. So it's just a matter of you setting the time to figure out how many clients you want to take on Two, what price range you want to be that it can bear the market that you're in based on the city that you're living in. And three, ensuring that you have enough, I would say, ambition to pursue your marketing because it's a very competitive keyword. So all of these things are very important to think about before you decide to take a class. I do agree. So you feel like SMP or scalp micropigmentation is a competitive keyword? 100%. It's not oversaturated, but because it's so expensive for the word, you really need to have your money together or Mm -hmm. have a very large pool to draw from in order to build your portfolio. So when you first finish a class, I always tell my clients or, or students to make sure they have at least 10 to 15 people before class even starts, whether it's friends, aunties, cousins, whoever your dad ex-boyfriends, bring them in, you know, beg them to come in. So you have something to fall back on if you don't have a marketing budget, because that's going to help propel you when you're starting to build your business. If you don't have pictures and you don't have reviews, it's going to be very difficult to create a social footprint. People are not going to trust you and a high ticket item. You have to have trust in order to build your business. It's not like browse where you can just wing it, post somebody else's picture and say, Hey, that's me. We can get you in. (laughs) People don't know what this is. They're paying a lot of money. They want to make sure that you know what you're doing. So you have to make sure that you're presenting a very united front online and then you're more likely to book more people. I think that's awesome that you did touch on the keywords because I don't think people really understand even like microblading mm-hmm. that is a tough keyword, 100%. you know, to rank for and people are so busy like doing their services that mm-hmm. they really don't understand that side of things. Yeah. So you won't get the business that no. you want to get if you don't make sure that Listen. you are ranking for short tail, long tail. Yep. I can go all day. Yes. I can go all Listen. day. <laughs> At the end of the day, you have to take into consideration, I don't care if you used to be a hairdresser, a makeup artist, you were already in the beauty industry, those warm leads are only going to last you for so long. At some point, you're going to have to market. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first two years, I didn't have to really market because I knew a lot of people went to college. It was very personable. So I knew a lot of people. I had a list of you know 500 people before I had my first class. And they didn't know anything about what I was doing, but they were just down because they knew who I was and they knew I, I had a drawing backward and they were comfortable with me 
practicing on them pretty much because everyone knows when you first start, <laughs> you don't really know what you're doing. I don't care. Of you're course. the best artist in the world. Right. Drawing on paper <laughs> is not the same as drawing on skin. So it did take me a while, but I did a good enough job to where people continually came back and there were two, three, four, five people. Every time they brought someone, you know, I gave them a referral fee. It was great. First two years, never had to pay a cent for marketing. After the second year, I was like, okay, you know what? I don't want to have this major downturn. I'm going to raise my prices. It's going to drop some of my clientele, but it's okay because I don't want to work 15 hour days anymore. So go to work. Sorry, mm-hmm. I used to go to school actually. So I did my MBA degree, finished MBA degree, got married, moved across the country, quit my job, started a business off the random, right? Decided I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to aesthetic school because I wanted to have my license to understand skin properly. And then once I got my license, uh, well, during me doing my license, I actually opened my business in Las Vegas. So I got a micro uh, suite. Um, I was renting through a doctor who owned a suite in Las Vegas. And I also linked up with my best friend in Baltimore that had a lash uh, suite. She started doing lashes and brows. So we worked side by side for about two years in Baltimore. And I was working simultaneously in Las Vegas, building my clientele at the same time. Again, don't recommend but it worked for me, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. while I was doing this, I was realizing, you know, I don't want to work this hard. I was flying on Friday, red eye, getting up, getting there at 6 a.m., going to sleep for two hours, getting up at nine, driving 45 minutes back to Baltimore because I was staying in Laurel and then going to work from 10 until 11, 12 o'clock at night. That's ridiculous. And then flying back Sunday morning, red eye to get back to go to work on Monday. And I still have family, husbands, family. It was ridiculous. So I was burning myself out by the second year I was done. I was like, Hey, if I don't make a change, I'm going to quit. <laughs> I'm going to go back to work. Yeah. So I, I had to make a change. I cut back my amount of times that I was flying to Maryland. Cause that's a five hour flight. And I said, you know, I'm going to really work on Vegas and work on my marketing. So I started working on my marketing and I started getting more consistent leads here. So I wouldn't have to fly to Maryland so much, but I didn't cut off Maryland because I was very loyal to the fact that these people were so loyal to me when I was living there. So I still go once every two months, but I'm probably more than likely now that I know that you're there when I do quit <laughs> that location, I can be like, go to Keisha. She's right out of the street, y'all. And she's oh, black. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> no shade, but you know, all my clients are like, I've never seen a black artist. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I'm like, wow, there's plenty of us, but yes, it's true. We are definitely a minority when it comes to this industry, but that's okay. You know, it just means that you have to work a little harder. Don't let that be an excuse to not be more ambitious, to not want more. I don't really see, I know this is, sounds super crazy, but I really don't mm-hmm. see color. I know some people just disagree with me. A lot of my colleagues disagree, um, mm-hmm. but I just, I have a heart of inclusion. I don't believe that just because, you know, of my, my background, whether, you know, my father being, you know, mixed, whatever the case may be, I'm myself. I present a certain look. I present my work a certain way. I am very honest and very transparent about who I am. So clients come to me because of my work. Is it probably a plus that some of my clients are African-American because DC is like 70, 80%, you know, yes. African-American? <laughs> yeah, maybe. They want to support. And there's some good candidates cool. here. Cool. <laughs> I, I agree. I think that's amazing. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate you. But it's mm-hmm. also because my work is good is because I'm very transparent and I educate everyone. So for those of you that may not be getting as many clients and you're feeling, well, this is an oversaturated market, you know, as other ethnicities are dominating, it's because they're doing the work. They're paying for these mentors. They're taking these classes. They're learning more about business business pillars and learning how to formulate their business acumen, their understanding what it takes to actually thrive in a market without just fumbling the ball the entire time that they have a business. This is a business. It's, at the end of the day, you have to treat this as a business. It's not playtime. You know, it's not, hey, this is what I'm doing part-time. You either are going to be hundred percent all in or you're never going to be able to get off the ball. 
I do Great. agree with that. So I feel like a lot of people get stuck because yeah. they don't take the time out to learn the business. Yes. Because no matter what you do, you're in the marketing you're in the marketing industry for that business. Yes, ma'am. And people just, you know, they're like, oh, I'm doing brows, I'm doing brows. Okay, but you got to be marketing yourself every single day doing brows and learning that business side. And that's why a lot of people don't know that they should be looking at the keywords and stuff like that. I was just on a podcast before then talking about that which is, it's crazy. It is. But I think it's just people don't know any better. And honestly, it's not being taught in classes. Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to keep it 100, right? So we, we drop in mm-hmm. gems today. Yep. If you are doing permanent makeup, you need to take a consideration. We are now in the year 2021. Microblading, ombre, all those things are amazing services. But if you are in a city where there's already 100,000 artists doing microblading, no shade. You might be the next one that might be most popular. Who knows? But they've already had five to 10 years ahead of you or four or five years ahead of you. So they already have the keywords. They already have the social content. They have the social footprint. They have the pictures, the reviews. Why not be or focus on another service? Hey, maybe I can be the first, you know, well-known African-American artist for eyeliner. It's not that many of you. First of all, it's not that many of us in general, but none of us are specialized in certain things. Everyone's going after one specific keyword. Everyone wants to do microblending, which is fine, but Mm -hmm. there's so many other options within the industry where you can create a niche for yourself. It's very possible. I did it for me. There was honestly, to my knowledge, and I may be wrong, <laughs> I've been in the industry for five <laughs> years, so I don't want to piss anybody off. But to my knowledge, every event that I went to, I was the only, maybe, I'm sorry, it was one other African-American woman there. I haven't heard from her in a while. But between me and that other person, there's I was the only person there. I was the token Black girl at every event, which I didn't mind because I was soaking up all the knowledge. All the information. I was talking to everybody. Yes. I was not shy. I'm not an introvert at all. I'll talk to anybody. I don't care if you're 10 millionaire, 20 millionaire, whatever. If you're so-and-so, oh, that's, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Hey, he's still a man. He's still a regular person. Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, my yep. name is Nea. <laughs> love to talk to you if you have a second. And, you know, if they'll talk to me, I'll talk to them. You know, you don't be scared to pull up on somebody just because they're well-known in the industry. At some point, they were new just like you were. So don't be afraid because that one conversation could change the whole trajectory of your business. And I did it all the time. I was not, hey, man, I know y'all know me. I've been stalking you for four months. I think you're amazing. You're dope. I would love to talk to you. Can I take you to lunch? Can I take you to dinner? What can I do? Can I fly to you? Like, what can I do? And over time, people just caved. So just don't be afraid to go out there and talk to people. And when you do this, please don't... Let me be clear. Let me be clear because I know you. I know in your head you're like, please don't tell people to do this. When you're doing this, please have a structured plan as to why you're reaching out. Don't just ask for gems because you're trying to avoid paying for class. Okay, it's the difference between, hey, I have a problem with this. Can you help me with this? Yes, no problem. But if you're hitting me every two minutes about something because you're trying to get tidbits of the trainings that we have put years and tears and blood into. Yeah, I'm going to know what you're doing. So I will help you to the best of my ability when I'm able to, just like I'm sure Keisha does the same. People get inboxed, you know, inboxed her all the time. But mm-hmm. please be mindful of the fact that we do have families and lives, um, businesses of our own to run. So if you're calling, call with intention. If you're texting, inboxing, call with intention. Hey, I've had this specific problem. What are some things I can do? I literally have inboxed so many people on the low that have no clue. And that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know you know her. Yeah, I 
hi. <laughs> yeah, we have to talk to each other. Yes. You know, we have to reach out to each other so that it won't be a shock. We kind of got to stick together yes. and, you know, kind of not like stray our own way. And I am introverted, which is crazy. I'm an what? introvert. Not with those it, videos you've been it, posting. It doesn't look like it, but I am. <laughs> like, I'm one of them people who I got to, I got to put, I got to like, Take a deep breath and be like, okay, girl. All right. I have to talk to myself. I'm very (laughs) introverted. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. You you pulled it off beautifully, honey. Yes. Thank you. All the I definitely, I always give you shout out on your videos. I'm like, okay. Nice little little curve. I hear doing it. Yeah. And I be looking at your work. I be like, her work is so (laughs) soft. Thank you. It's just so soft. Like, it's nothing harsh. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. What I did was I took, thank you, I took a market, right? And I decided, Mm -hmm. okay, what is everyone doing? At the time, people are doing it now, but at the time, I noticed it's almost 99%, maybe 98% men, right? Most of them are not people of color, which is cool. I love it. I love a challenge, right? And then I took, mm-hmm. okay, there's only 3%, maybe. And out of 3%, you have maybe 1% of us that are actually well-known in the industry. That's also cool. So I said, you know what? This gives me an interest in this industry because one, there's almost no women. I think at every event event that I ever went to is maybe 20 people max that are female. And out of those 20, there was only one or two, maybe, I'm lying, maybe five people of color. Out of those five, there was only one black girl, one or two. And normally mm-hmm. it was me. That's why I know everybody, but, <laughs> but it's still a small industry. Women just in general. So I'm like, there's so many people that can learn from this and do such a great job because women are so meticulous. They can do it because it's such a tough industry. Men in this industry to me have been way more nice than when I was in the PMU. I'm still, still considered PMU, but PMU industry done than women. It's so funny that now that I have some level of notoriety. Yay. <laughs> People, Yay. Are, people <laughs> I'll be your cheerleader. <laughs> people are like, oh my God, yeah, I knew her back. I'm like, baby, I remember though, those inboxes. Cause yeah, I told you I talked to everybody. I have a very long memory. I wrote everybody and mm-hmm. all the women had no time. I said, when I do well and I'm in the position that they're in, I'm never gonna do that to someone. I don't care how busy I am. I will always make an effort. I may not be able to get you guys immediately, but I will respond, hi, okay, I'm gonna get you when I can. Hey, I'm always helping on the back end. And I'm not posting who I helped. I'm not, you know, putting nobody's business out there, but I do what I can to help as many people as I can because I know how that feels to be starting and you're looking up to someone you think they're amazing and then you write them and then they leave you on read. It's so disrespectful. So I try my best to not ever, ever, ever do that. So to those of you that write me, I'm sorry if it takes me a little bit of time, but I will eventually get to everybody. Yeah, I feel like that too. Like no matter how busy I am, I will always respond to someone or even if they put, you know, do a comment, I might don't get it that day, but I will respond. Like I've been there. Yes. So I'm never too good to respond to someone. Yes. You know, if I can't help you, I will let you know. Refer you to someone. Exactly. So I think that's the change that we want to see. For me, that was my outlook. If I want to see a change, I can't get mad about the fact that, you know, people left me on red or someone didn't respond or, oh, of course we can't help you. And these are the same people that give me prices today. I have no qualms with anybody. I have a long memory and I remember, and it helped formulate what type of person I wanted to be. And it actually helped fuel me because I knew how you are as a person before you have money is how you're going to be after. The money doesn't matter. If you know I'm just doing this for money, you're going to be a horrible person through the entire time that you're in this industry. But if you actually have a little bit of heart, you don't have to have a lot, just a little bit, just enough to keep you, you know, level-headed, 
you're going to do great because people are going to be able to sniff that out and they're going to know that you're a genuine person. So try to be your best, whether you're introverted or extroverted, as long as you're doing your best and you're trying every day to better yourself, I promise you'll do really well. And if you aren't, just reach out and maybe I can do whatever I can to help you out. Oh, that's awesome. So what would you say is the hardest thing about scalp micropigmentation? Oh, Lord Jesus, tell me the ways. Okay, so <laughs> S&P, I'm seeing consistently the same issue with training. Training is not the mm-hmm. problem. Plenty of great, I know the best of the best trainers in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with S&P, you have to listen, Okay. There's a lot of people that take classes. I got it. I got it. I got it. I've been in PMU for five, 10 years, 15 years. You, it's not the same. <laughs> the no, scalp it's not. On, the skin <laughs> on the scalp is unforgiving. You cannot make mistakes in the front anyway. So if you're starting to start in the back, always start in the back. But <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. Listen, <laughs> you're going to have a blowout. Do it in the back where no one can see it. He's not going to be in the right. head. Don't do right. it in the front. I always tell my students when I start, please, for the love of Mary Jesus, please start in the back. Because if you make a mistake in the front, everyone is going to see it and you're going to be mortified. Please always start in the back. I know everyone else that I know starts in the front or they start in the temple area. I always start in the back because you need to get your pressure down. And it takes a long time for you to get used to understanding the pressure. A lot of people are heavy handed. And a lot of people on brows, you know, especially with shading, since everyone and their mother does shading now, your preconception is heavy, heavy, heavy. So you can get the first layer in. So it's very hard to break that habit. But scalp because it's the opposite. You have to do very soft. If that's the type of artist you want to be. Some people like oversaturated work. That's not for me. And I will tell you, that's not for me. (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. I I won't say that's wrong. I think it's literally uh, an offense against God. But that's just my personal opinion. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it personally, but I just think it just looks really horrible a year or two years down the road because first of all, if you're not a skincare professional and there's nothing wrong with not being one, you don't understand when you are placing so much ink into the skin. Well, maybe you guys aren't familiar with it. Oversaturation on brows. Same thing happens on the scalp, but it's worse because you're working on a larger surface area. So if you are oversaturating the scalp. It looks great for photos. Nice, crisp, dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then six months on a road when you don't see these people no more and they don't on Instagram because they don't post another like pictures. A tattoo, like someone just <laughs> look, did the ombre on their head. Oh like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, don't do that, please. And then you wonder why people getting getting horrible reviews. Please, Sweet baby Jesus, please, I beg of you, if you do nothing else, I would rather you do six, seven, eight sessions I'd rather you put in more time on those clients for your first year than you trying to match these gurus that you see online doing 10,000 speed on their... (laughs) I know, right? I think it's just for show, right? No. mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. I'm not going to lie. Some people do speed up their videos, but honestly, you are, if you're comfortable with your pattern, because it is a pattern, don't let me tell you it's not a pattern. If you're comfortable with your pattern, you can go very fast. But what you're not noticing because you're looking at the machine and the fingers, you're not looking at the needle. If you actually zoom in on those videos, they're not really going that fast. It just looks right. like it is because the hand's moving. But if you mm-hmm. if you actually zoom in and look, they're not even touching the skin that heavy. But because a lot of times when you're doing training, they're not going over that. They're just telling you, oh, poke, 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 poke. That's not proper training. They need to explain why they're holding the machine that way. They need to explain how long they're holding the needle into the skin. These things are very important because if you're just winging it, you're never going to have consistent impressions. It's going to be one side's going to be light, one side's going to be dark. Sometimes you'll have them come back and you have uh, sporadic dots everywhere and you're going to wonder what happened. 
It's your pressure. It's just like brows. If you do really heavy in the front and a little bit light in the middle and heavy in the dark, when they come back, you're going to have spotty brows. It's the same thing. You have to be consistent from tail to the head to the front bulb. Otherwise, it's not going to be consistent. It's the same thing for scalp. Your layering technique needs to be the same. That means your practice needs to be the same. That means you should be hitting up your trainer if you're not getting consistent results. My clients I do agree. hit me up. Yep. Same thing. Same thing for students. If you're not getting consistent results, your trainer should be available to you. I do believe that there should not be. I'm on the fence. So there's this thing with trainers where they do three months, six months, one, whatever the time limits are. But I think that once you train somebody, they're kind of like your child. <laughs> so, <laughs> so although I do <laughs> have a limit, I'm not going to not answer your texts or DMs just because it's past six months. Like, I'm going to be like, okay, look, you clearly have problems. I need you to come back. Or, hey, I'm going to be in this town on this date. You should come and, and shadow me. Like, I'm going to extend all I can to make sure you're the best that you can be if you're willing to put in the work. I'm not going to baby you, but I'm going to put all I can to make sure that you're as efficient as possible. And every person that I've trained literally had the same exact results as me if they follow instruction. That's how it should be. That is like, I mean, your students are like replicas of you. And a lot of trainers don't understand that. So, you know, if you're a trainer and you're teaching your student with a shitty attitude, (laughs) they're going to come out with a shitty attitude. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I see it all the time. It's like, okay, who trained her? Who was you trained with? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to even let student go. They DM me, text yeah. me all night long, 100%. but it's okay because I know they need help. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, if I train them, they're going to get 100 from me and then some. <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> sure. a problem with not having accessibility after class. That needs to change for sure. I think that's a travesty that people are not able to reach their trainers and ask questions. I have a scalp micropigmentation for beginners group on Facebook right Mm -hmm. now. It's currently only open to people that are already taking training. I don't care if you train with whoever I'm not one of those trainers that, Oh, you're not my student. I can't help you. That's not how I do things. I don't believe in that. I think it brings up the level of perfection as a whole. Since this, the niche market is so small. If everyone's doing trash work, it brings the whole (laughs) industry down as a whole. So I think it's best even though I didn't train them for them to be able to ask questions and post their work. And then I give them literally breakdowns of what they're doing wrong. And nine times out of 10, they do much better work weeks down the road. So if you guys have taken a training and you're stressed out and it's not a soft close, I'm not trying to book you for no training. It's literally just a free Facebook group for people that are dick training and just really are lost or they're just, you know, they need some tips and tricks to get to more than they need to be. Feel free to join. I time. think that's awesome that you have that. I would have just got on it just because, girl. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been asking, you know, please, I haven't taken a class yet. But probably I will do another class later just for my students in general, just because I think that they need to have a little bit more in-depth. But I have some stuff planned for this year. And now that I only do scalp, I can check your workout. Yay. But uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't do it as often probably as you, mm-hmm. but I do it like here and there. Like I didn't make it. When I learned it, mm-hmm. I made it a priority. Like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this, girl. <laughs> and I love the men, man. They're so I awesome. Love to, yes, Listen, they're y'all awesome. Out. Y'all yeah, man, out, they lay back. One guy told me, Ooh. I was like, does this hurt? He was like, no, I feel like I'm at the spa. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> men, listen, you guys will love it. Even if you love doing brows, I love brows now. But even mm-hmm. if you love doing brows, you will be so happy to be around men because they're so refreshing. They're quiet. They don't talk. They come in. They're so respectful. They tip exceptionally well and they pay upfront. Like, dude, ugh, amazing. They don't bother you. 
It's amazing. You educate they them do. when they come in. It's literally like night and, and day. And they smiling. Yes. And girl, so I mean, Listen. some of them like, look so good. You be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so no, wrong look, I wasn't going to say that but you said like it none of my clients <laughs> <laughs> no I, yeah I'd be surprised like tag you don't even need this but I will definitely do it for you but um right no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no you will meet a lot of good looking people and it's great for your portfolio because good looking men oh one, women love to look at good-looking men on your portfolio, so that make them stop. Oh, you do brows too. And then two, men love looking at other good-looking men, so they'll stop and look. So it's like a win-win across the street, just period. So always take pictures, multiple pictures. And when you have like a really good-looking model that comes in or someone that came in for service and you're like, if it makes your heart stop, definitely should post those. Just FYI. Definitely. I do agree. Mm-hmm. All right. So what were you doing before you got into SMP and so before I got into S&P PME, I was in school. I went to school, an undergrad at Bowie State University. And then I did okay, my master's. Yes, ma'am. Bulldog. <laughs> I did my graduate degree at University of Maryland University College. Then I got married. And then before I got married, I was working for the government as a procurement professional. So I was a contract specialist for quite a while. So for those of you that know what that is, I award small businesses uh, money from the government to do a service. And then once I stopped that, I did program management. So I moved up from that to managing a team of eight people on a multi-million dollar contract. And then I got married and I had to make a decision whether I wanted to stay or quit. And clearly I was married, so I had to quit. <laughs> moved because I was like, yeah, I can't live here. And he's living in another state. That's dead. So I moved and uh, I opened a business. Never thought I was crazy. You know, my boss at the time was like, you're going to quit. You're making so much money. I was like, yeah. I'm going to have to make it some other way. I made enough money for you. I can do it for myself. I made the decision and I didn't look back and I never went back to another job. And every year, double my salary. That's the quota. You set quotas for yourself and you try your best to maintain them. But don't stress yourself out if you don't make it because you're always one step further than you were when you first started. I do agree with that. And, you know, sometimes that workplace will hold you back. I mean, it mm-hmm. held me back. Mm-hmm. And when I quit, everything like opened up so fast yes. and clients were rolling in yes. so quick. And I was like, why did I not quit that sooner again? Like, Fear. I- Fear, fear. When I, when I quit my job and I got in the car, I was yelling, yeah, like just screaming in the car in a good way. I was just mm-hmm. screaming like, I'm out of here. They don't even know. Like, I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah, I was so happy that I like left that job. And I never looked back. I never looked back. I love my friends that I left yeah. there. We still keep in touch. But it's, no, I'm not going back. It's <laughs> just a matter of making a decision. Everything Mm -hmm. you do in life is based on a choice, right? If you're in a job that you hate, you can quit your job and find another job. Right now, okay, this understandable might be a little tough because of COVID, but honestly, you can move. There's so many options. Again, I don't know everyone's story, kids, finances, et cetera, credit, but you have options. So my thing is, if you're spending money going out to go party, you're spending money to go out to find your next man, you're spending money to go out and eat or have fun with your friends, you can spend money to invest into your business, whether that's with a new industry, whether that's with you understanding marketing, whether that's you hiring someone to do everything for you, whether that's you delegating to create a team. There's so many choices that you can do that can create new avenues for your business. You just have to pause for a second and write down your pros and cons. What do I like about this business that I'm in? What do I hate about it? Who can I talk to to change it? Start doing your research, guys. You're not stuck where you are. A lot of you guys, you know, due to COVID, there were a lot of changes that were made. Some people were struggling. Some people closed their doors. 
this is the time for you to link up. I don't have no shame in my game. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys 100. I'm going to keep it real. When I moved to Mar- uh, moved to uh, Vegas, I stayed with my mother for a whole year. Never lived with nobody my entire life. I've been out of my house since 17. I made an executive decision. I'm not going to operate from debt. I'm going to stay with her for a year. I'm going to build my business and I'm going to double my income every year. How am I going to do that? Don't make goals without having milestones, right? I'm going to make sure that I invest in training, not just learning a new service every six months. You guys are killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. Stop taking classes every six months and don't have enough money to fund the business you already started. Don't make no sense. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Yeah. I, I know someone's going to be mad like, girl, she just bought my training. Listen. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. For the love of God. Listen, if you're struggling with brows and you're like, I'm just going to spend another $4,000 putting on my credit card and learn liner. And then you learn liner. And then you're like, I'm going to spend another $4,000 and learn areola. And then you still ain't got no brow clients or eyeliner clients or areola clients. What are you doing? Stop. Baby girl, yeah, you got to master one. You got to master one before you move on. Listen, there's nothing one. wrong from learning new things, but don't use your money that you have left to buy a new course before you fix the problem in the first one that you are having issues with. If you no longer want to do that, take it off of your menu item. But before you do that, make sure you have a business that's profitable for you to be able to do. Take it off your menu item. Make sure everything you're doing is in line with what you're trying to do. If you know, hey man, I'm only making $3,000 a month doing brows but I want to do this because I think that's to make money. Make sure that that's even something that is wanted in your city. You may not even have anyone that's looking for that keyword in Wichita, Kansas. You know what I mean? Like make sure that this is something that people actually want before you decide to watch someone's greatly <laughs> filmed video that you saw online. You take the class and all of a sudden you're $4,000 in the hole with no extra clients. Please, you guys do your due diligence. Make sure that this is something that your clients want. You know, do a poll online, contact the clients you do have. Hey, would you guys be interested in coming as models? Build your portfolio, have a list. Every time you take a new class, you should have a list of at least 20 people. So when you finish that same week, you need to have them 20 people in your chair. So you have a portfolio to work from. Because if you don't have a social footprint, no one's going to buy from you. It's going to be very difficult. Oh, yeah. See, she's giving that knowledge, guys. She's dropping all those gems for you. Have 20 people before you go into that class. I love that. Super important. (laughs) I don't even take them. Like when people hit me like, oh, I want to take this class. Oh, that's cute. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Do you have any people that you have lined up? No. Okay. So what's your plan? Literally, it's before they even pay a deposit because I've had this question asked so many times. I ask these. This is like a prerequisite before class, right? So who's going to be your clients? Oh, I'm going to do marketing. How much are you planning on marketing? Now, $200. That's not enough money. That keyword, you're going to spend at least a minimum of $1,000 a month just for that one keyword. Yes. And not including your SEO, which is another probably $750 to $800. That's two grand. That's not including your admin fees, which is another five to $600. Do you have $3,000 saved a month? Or can you take that from what you're making now? Because if not, there's no point in you taking this class. Because what's going to happen is you're going to take your money, you're going to do the class, you're going to be amazing. And then you're going to be upset because you only have one client, which may be okay to you, but I want you guys to be rock stars. I want you to have more than one client. You should have at least, when you first got out of class, at least one to three clients a month. So on average, you should be making back what you made from class the first month and the second month should be a surplus and you should be, every quarter should be doubling those numbers. I totally agree. Like for us, my prerequisite is you have to bring in your own model. And I have a lot of people that, oh, I don't have oh a model. Well, if you don't have a model, you can't you're get not going to get a client. Yep. 
If you don't have somebody to come in for free, you're not going to get somebody to come in to pay you. Yep. And that's the story right there. You know, it's simple. It's math. simple. And it takes, it tells you a lot about the student and their mindset. But I also do a step further just because I'm an enabler and I'm working on that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I send them a script to use. So even I have lazy clients or lazy students. I'm like, look, man. You're killing me, but I'm going to go ahead and send you a script. Since you say you don't know how to sell, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you everything you need before you even start class. I'm going to give you a script. Copy and paste. Do not send a mass text. Send out individual text messages. I need you to text everybody on your phone because someone has an aunt, a sister, a cousin, a baby mama, somebody that needs their brows done. Somebody's brows are not snatched. So you should, I'm sorry, talking about brows, but somebody's either bald-headed or somebody has no brows. So you can send a text message. Somebody knows somebody. Everybody on your phone, everyone has at least 200 people on their phone, unless you're just a one of those people. I know. But you have, I know. It's just one person. On. Like you just need, just bring in one person, like Unex- one person, no. girl. It's like work for that one person. No. And then I understand some of them are not, are not extroverts. It's very hard for them, but that is part of your business. You have yes. to sell. I did not realize how important that was. Thank God I'm you an extrovert. But if mm-hmm. you are not comfortable talking face to face, S&P is not for you. Straight up. I'm just being right. honest. If it's not for you, what you need to do <laughs> is link up and do commission with someone you know is a soothsayer. So what that means is, is someone that is excellent at speaking and confident, have them work with you. Whenever you have a consult, have them show up. And if they close somebody for you, give them a percentage of whatever they close. That way you don't even have to do it. So if you, you get nauseous thinking about, oh my God, I got to sell to people. Don't even worry about it. Find somebody, your best friend, whoever you know is, can talk to someone, sell water to fish. That's who you need to be with you in that room. And then once you get more comfortable with it, you can learn to be more like them, at least just for that part of the service. Once you get past that, even introverts can be more comfortable because these guys that are coming to you are already feeling uncomfortable. They're already feeling mm-hmm. insecure. They don't want to be with another insecure person in the room. They can smell fear. I'm trying to tell you, man, it's like wild animals. You cannot be like that. You have to be confident. You have to sit up in your chair. You have to, well, nice to shake hands, but I do a little elbow tap when they come in. I keep things light and funny. People are 100% comfortable. Don't oversell. Don't undersell. Just be yourself. But you have to be firm and understand and educate when people come in or else it's going to hurt your closing ratio. I do agree with that. And get some books, read how to sell. <laughs> like get to, I mean, like I said, I'm introverted, but I know how to sell. Like I definitely yes. know how to sell. I know how to like take a breath, like a deep breath, put that behind <laughs> me and say, okay, girl, it's time to move on. Go ahead right. and do it. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Like, You're introverted. I'm like, nah, yes. I it. That's me little, and my kids. Your little like, dancing we're all video. Introverted. Like, okay, hey. He get <laughs> we it. like one of those people. Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Me and my son, we joke about this all the time. We're like very reserved people, but then we have our like saying you have your stripper yeah, name. Your little like, moment. You, yeah, Sasha your moment. <laughs> yeah. So that's like me. I have my moment. And then I get back to like being reserved all over again. Like, okay, I did it. Oh my God. I love it. that's cool all right so this is mainly a male-dominated industry so how have things been for you as a woman and a woman of color in this game honestly it's been awesome I can't I cannot even speak to how amazing it's been most I can say like out of five years I've been doing this only had maybe two crazy clients I'm lying maybe three and they were only crazy because I'm too nice I'm very very passive sometimes not all the time but if I like you and you haven't shown me any craziness about you, I'll be extra nice until you show me you're crazy. Then I'm not. But 
for those three people out of three people out of hundreds of people, I'm very, very happy with that. You don't need as many clients for brows. You need thousands of clients to make a profit. Scalp, not so much. Just keep it this way. Let's break it down. Right. I love the numbers, right? Yeah. So let's do averages on average. Let's say your average is $2,500. Just right in the middle. Not too high, not too low. Right. So if you do 33 clients a month, it's 82,500. Right. This will take you a while to get there. That's 990,000 a year. Give or take. That's based on an average. So if you're going up to 35 or 4,000, you can get there a lot faster. So what I would recommend is if you can start off in two or three a month, that's ideal. After the first year, you definitely want to be closer to five to 10. After the second year, 10 to 15. That's usually two to three years. By the fifth year, you want to be closer to 20 to 25, right? By your fifth year, you want to be at 30 or above. Sometimes it's very difficult to do that if you're in a small city. So what I recommend is if you're in a city of a population of under 1 million people, you definitely want to do a micro location somewhere else. Okay. The reason why is because you won't have to fight for those extra 10 to 15 people that you can't maximize off of. And you can just split your time between two locations. So what I found in order not to drive myself crazy and compete with the same people, because I don't believe in competitors, because the people that come to you come to you because they like your work, make your work different. Make your energy different. Make your business stand out for something that means something and create micro locations. S&P, you only have to see them four times, three to four times. And it's every two weeks. So find a city that's nearby and be comfortable with it. You know, the way that I sold it to my family was, hey, man, (laughs) this is my life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Are you comfortable with me, you know, being gone for a day? I do. I fly into my micro locations. I go in for a day and I fly back the next morning. So, I mean, it's a Saturday that I'm gone because I work Monday through Friday in my regular location. I stopped working weekends after the first year because I was dying on the inside. And I only see these clients out of state on Saturdays. So I'm going to Maryland once every two months and I go to California once every two weeks. And eventually I won't be doing none of that because they'll be seeing Keisha or somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> I love y'all, but I know, no, I can't right. do it. I, I know, do it. I, I know. Y'all. I think the more like the more time you get, the more, you know, focused you become and the more you try to focus on your business and hire people, you know, that could replicate your skill right. and do it. And I think the way you built your business is awesome. And I love your tips. And I'm so glad I had you on today and get to speak with you one-on-one. So can you tell our listeners where they can find you or sign up for your classes? Sure. So you guys can go to www.scalp. That's S-C-A-L-P, Prodigy, like a pianist, P-R-O-D-I-G-Y.com. Click on the trading tab and reach your heart's content. You guys can also follow me on Instagram or DM me if you don't feel like going through all the steps. Cause you know, I know some of you don't want to read through all the content. So you feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. On Facebook, my name is Benea. This is B as in boy, E-N-A-I-A-H. Last name is Poindexter, like the nerd. P-O-I-N-D-E-X-T-E-R. Feel free to send me an inbox or DM if you're interested in classes. We do classes here in Las Vegas at our flagship location once a month. It's three days. We also have an online course if you don't feel like flying over. It's very detailed. And we always have quarterly meetings for those of you that are far lagging behind due to COVID. So feel free to let me know if you guys have any other questions. And it was great. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us this week on Black Girls Blade. Make sure to visit us at our website at www.blackgirlsblade.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at blackgirlsblade and never miss an episode. See you again in two weeks for more tips, tricks, strategies, conversations, and interviews.